Music industry guru Bob Lefsitz complains regularly in his email newsletters that bands shouldn't care how many MySpace friends they have and instead focus on their music. Well, yeah, sure. Talent and the quality of the work you produce should be a priority, you would figure. But so should the marketing of it, especially with more record labels cutting back on staffing and promotional budgets. More than ever before, a lot of bands are ending up on their own when it comes to getting their band's name imprinted into the heads of music fans. That's just how it is for the bands for 2008, and probably beyond. Buffalo, New York's Cute Is What We Aim For are one of those new generation bands that know all too well that without the internet, the band probably wouldn't have been discovered in the first place. And without all those MySpace friends that Leftsitz complains about, uh, there's no way the band would have sold nearly 215,000 of their 2006 debut record on Fueled by Ramen Records, the same old blood rush with a new touch. The brand of pop emo rock have enthralled them to thousands of fans with their catchy sing-along lyrics and back-of-the-school-bus dancing beats, making him one of the top draws as the co-headliner of the 2007 AP tour with Circa Survive. After grueling it out on several Warp Tour jaunts, this band quickly became one of the top acts on Feel by Ramen, uh, right next to like Panic at the Disco and Cobra Starship or the Hush Sound and all the million, millions of others that are on that label. This past June, the band released their sophomore record, Rotation, and have been touring and promoting it ever since. But ultimately, it was the fan base of the internet that propelled the band from playing to 50 kids a night to sell out crowds in less than a year. And the band has continued to use the internet as its primary fuel source, whether it be for like promotional things like you know doing cell phone video diaries and stuff, or for dispelling incessant internet rumors spread by detractors, of which the band has been no stranger since their formation in 2005. To a certain extent, Cute Is What We Aim For have had a series of drama moments in their career ever since they came back together in high school. And it was only very recently, um, pretty much this summer, earlier this year, um, that the band has been able to douse a good number of those fires that were created through former band members or high school associates, uh, a couple of websites, and an ex-manager. Having gone through several member departures over the past two years, the band's lineup is now locked in, with original members Sean Hasikian on vocals, Jeff Zum on guitars, and then Tom Falcone on drums, and their latest addition, former singer-songwriter-solo artist David Melillo on bass. To further prove how bands now have to concentrate more on building their band into a multi-purpose brand by reaching out over several entertainment platforms, it sounds so businessy, Cute Is What We Aim For recently teamed up with social networking site WeWorld.com, where they are now featured as cartoon weemies. You can even add a little cartoon drum set for drummer Tom Falcone's character. It's so cute. Yes, the times are changing. This is Mike Shea. Wake up the first light, you and you calling out for your criminal clothing to fled the scene upon being ripped free. Conversation ensue, and I want to do so many things to you. First of all, seriously, how are you guys doing? Doing great. great. 
Fantastic. Oh, come on. That was the, that oh, was the standard it's early. operating. That's the publicist but, sitting there saying, okay, now whatever you say, <laughs> sound happy. Don't sound bitter. A little tired, but I mean, nothing's going wrong for us. I mean, Yo, we're stoked we're going home. Yeah, we're I was just going to say that's the end of the well, tour. A couple of us are going home for a few days, and these two are going to go to Chicago and record some music before we head out to Canada with Simple Plan and Metro Station. That's right. Uh, that's going to be a crazy tour. <laughs> yeah. It should be. Yeah, it is. It's going to be So cool. we're, we're smitten, man. Yeah. You're smitten. Yeah, it's a good word. With it each is other. a good word. You don't hear that much. No, you don't. Mm-mm. He uses it all the time. He though. does. Yeah. He's, well, he's all original. That's oh, another he actually told us he's going to say that today. All right, yeah. you know what? You know what? Uh, <laughs> it's, the publicist told him to say. It. All yep. right. So uh, why don't why don't we for uh, everybody listening? Why don't we just uh, go? I don't know how it's going to end up on their on their stereo system, but why don't we uh, just go left to right and just say your name so that everybody kind of gets your voice down? Got it. Hey, I'm Jeff. I'm Dave, and I'm Sean. Okay, cool. So we're all on the same page now. Um, so. Uh, you know, the part of this uh, reason why we do these podcasts is because so we want to talk about being in a band. And, uh, you know, if you guys could like, you know, it's like it's one thing when you're starting out in a band and probably, you know, after the first record came out, you guys probably started having some ideas in your head about where you want to be in five years and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So if you were to kind of put yourself like on a scale or on a timeline or something like that, where would you probably be right now? Oh man! Uh, initially, I th- I think we surpassed the the uh, the pinnacle of that scale, and now we're just kind of setting up a new set of standards. Um, and for me, I don't know. I think I think we're kind of halfway there. Uh, I would say that the pinnacle now would be a sustainable career hmm. uh, in this crazy whirlwind that is the music industry. You know, you can be hot one second and cold the next. I don't know. How about you guys? I mean, I'd, uh, I'd I'd say on a scale from one to ten, f- like a a four to a six, on on any given day. So what what keeps it from going to a five? What what keeps it from going to a five? Yeah. I don't know. It depends on if if everyone's pissing me off or not that day. Oh, so you can't create unless you're pissed off. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, like it has to be Do a good energy. You off a lot. You yeah, piss me this? off. You're the only person <laughs> that pisses me off. Yeah, there so. may not be a band in a month. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just bitter that. Those oh. two losses. Yeah, yeah. Madden. No nine. nine. Oh, it's yeah. Taken, it's taken over my you know, world. It, it's been stressing them out. You've you know, I think them. there's a song in here someplace. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. You know, when you're angry, the best stuff comes out of you. Hopefully. You Touch know, you just got to channel path. it. Yeah. You definitely have to channel it. Just got to think of someone. Or just beat Jeff up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That too. Well, okay. All right. So this one you're doing. Uh, you're doing a this one. You've been doing a smaller club tour, and um, it it's uh. Is there something kind of like um, what? What is that? What's that doing the smaller venues do for you? Kind of like as a band, I mean, just because you obviously you're gonna you're gonna sell them out, you're gonna fill them up. The kids are gonna be intense. You're gonna be so much closer to the audience. Don't have fifteen uh, security guys in between you and the audience, um, kind of blocking all that energy out. Um, like, what's it do for you as a as a, as a, as musicians? Does it do something for like your morale? Does it do something to kind of maybe? Um, chill out some of the negative things that maybe you guys have been worried about or like yeah. you know what i mean i would certainly say it's all of the above i mean it's uh it, one it was really cool for us to finally come back we did the the last time we were in clubs was the alternative press tour with circus survive as tall as lions and envy on the coast uh and that was like a thousand to two thousand seat rooms mm-hmm. and then we did warp tour which was like ten thousand fifteen thousand people in our main stage band 
And then Fallout Boy after that was just mind numbing with arenas that were no less than 5,000 to 15,000 people. So for us, it was really important to finally get back into the clubs, and we all discussed it because we had the opportunity to do some other things. But um, yeah, it, I don't know. Sold out shows, even if it is in front of 400 kids with no barricade. That, for instance, the Grog Shop in Cleveland. This mm -hmm. is the first uh, show we ever played in Cleveland. It was with Punchline in 2006 before our record came out. I'll wow. Never, I'll never forget that. So, um, sure, it did, I like that you touched on it. It does certainly cover up the negative stuff. Because being in a band isn't all what it's cracked up mm -hmm. to be a lot of the time. You've got to deal with a lot of BS. Lots of and, um So it's it's legit to have an amazing summer like this. Yeah, for sure. and for the shows, it's really good. I, I, us as a band live and playing, I mean, mm -hmm. you have to pay attention to a lot more in a smaller venue. People are looking at you more. Like you said, you're closer to your fans and everything. In a big place like Warp Tour or like in an arena or something, it's easy to just kind of like not space out, but like you don't need to like look in someone's eyes and make that connection. But like every night on this tour, you have to like pick someone. You do a great uh, job at that, by the thank way. Thank you. You, you always yeah, make eye contact. You like contact. make out with someone smile. with your eyes. You know what I mean? You know that's original. Thank you. I really like that a lot. Thank you very much. I like really like that a lot. <laughs> it's like if, if it's like if you've ever seen Airheads. At the end, the bassist is in the jail, and I, I pretty much like Just model my whole act off. That. That's you, every night. Yes, yeah. that's me. Yeah, hey, uh, Steve Buscemi. Thank idol, you. idols are meant to be overcome. Mm -hmm. So I'm working on it. You, Lemmy is you, God. You are. So what? Like, what are those things? That is, it's a really good point that you make about you know. Is it more possible that when you're doing the bigger shows to kind of call it in though? Uh, you know what I mean? I'm not saying you guys well, are no, doing an no. act, but you know what I mean? It's like, no, is it just because you lose that connection so that that yeah, intimacy is kind of gone? You know what I mean? For yourself oh. or or if you're not playing for yourself, you're playing for the person at the back of the arena because you just want to make that connection with them. And it's a challenge. But nonetheless, it's something it's a task that's daunting, but it's one that you you kind of take up. I I love either way. I definitely think it's neat to have to be able to reach out and touch people as opposed to literally having 20 feet from us to the crowd. It's, yeah. I never thought we'd ever be in the position to play like that. And initially, it is fish out of water. You don't know what to do. You you try to make eye contact, but then you think that... It, uh, it's bizarre, man. I don't, I don't really know how to explain well, it. You're better than it. Well, no. But, just uh, See, I uh, used to do a lot of stupid stuff. I used to be in a, like, a lot of musicals when I was little, and the thing that they always used to tell you was to look at the exit sign or like to focus on some right. point in the background. Right. And when you're playing an arena, that's acceptable. You know, I always like look for like a point and I like focus on it. If you do that in a club, you look like an idiot. You look like you're spacing out. Oh, you're so, pretentious. Exactly. You don't right. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's a big difference. Like you have to be a lot more engaged. But the sound guy thinks you're flirting with him. It's one of the other. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. usually that's the case. Yeah, well, right. Yeah. yeah. Idols, get, idols meant to be overcome. numbers. Yeah. That way. It, so. You know, and the thing is, is you got to keep the sound guy happy. Exactly. Because it makes you, makes you sound good. Exactly. Yes. And sometimes he's working the light board too, and you're going to get both out of it. Um, what, what, <laughs> you know, points. but you, how many warp tours have you guys done? Yeah, we've only done one. I thought we did two. No. It's actually it's one. one tour. All right. So this is something I always wanted to ask a musician about. And that is, how do you play to a Warped Tour crowd? Because it's almost like you're playing in a shopping mall. Because you get so many people that are right in front of you that want to see you. And, and But then the farther you go back in that crowd, the less interested there are in you. <laughs> yeah. So it's like after a while, you're kind of like, you're about 200, 300 feet back sometimes. And you're just like, it's like you just got shoppers passing you by all the time. So it's like, is there a way mentally or? Yeah. Like, how do you do that? Try, try cuties or what we aim for playing right 
after or before <laughs> kill switch engage. <laughs> yeah. So so you have that <laughs> right. that demographic, and sometimes the stages will be right next to each other with their their main stage setup. Um, I don't know. It, it is funny. You definitely feel the shopping mall because once the the stand here, I guess the people standing, it, there's just this river of people in the traffic patterns. That's um, we got scrims. Just so, so people would know who we are. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I think that's it. You you play to the people who want to be there to see you. And then uh, if you're playing at like 11 a.m. Uh, or something, those are brutal days. You just, you learn. What do we do? It's our job. We play 300 shows a year plus, you know? So by this point, we've learned to kind of be able to play for ourselves if necessary. Not not in like, it's, I guess it's in a, like a confidence bubble because when you look out and you just see a whole bunch of people like flicking you off, like waiting for Kill Switch or... Something right. on those lines, it, it can maybe put you in a funk. So then you just kind of get in your own zone and go with the flow. I don't know. It is it is really funny about the shopping mall comparison. It's so true. Yeah, I mean, uh, the my whole thing with Warp Tour, like my whole way about it, was just to curse a lot and to jump as much as I could. That was pretty much my plan. Sam, yeah, we were all cursing. That's what you had we to do. We were all cursing so much. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like it was more punk rock or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, you just have to say fuck. Like friendly That's curses. Right. Like, F yeah. Yeah. What? You know? <laughs> you know what I'm talking that's about. That's not even a Comedy I, Central curse. <laughs> I mean, that's like, what is that? F, yeah. F, it's a TBS yeah. curse. That's what that is. Yeah, seven, but it works. Seven, it it does work. Curse. You know, I, you know uh, who was also talking about that? Uh, Boys Like Girls were talking about that, too, where there, there's like, uh, I think with them, there was this, this feeling like they had to compensate for yeah. the squeaky clean image. And so there's a rebelliousness even from the band against its own image to try and rough themselves up a little bit and seem a little bit edgier off stage and kind of get into the message boards and stuff <laughs> like, whoa, you know what they said, and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, and, I, and you notice when you go to Warped Tour and you go to some shows, there's a lot of parents pulling their 13, 14, 15-year-old kids to the show. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this band member goes up on stage and starts dropping, you Well, know. they mainly just got this one dude, the ex-singer of Escape the Fate, to just get up oh, yeah, and right. run his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember, like, because I love the BLG dudes. We go mm-hmm. way back, and I remember even going to Martin. And like, come on, man. He's like, I love it, though. It's just, it's just, uh, what do you say, something like shock. Or it's shocking mm-hmm. and stuff. And I back that, but it, at the same time, I don't know. I I think a lot about, and this is kind of bizarre because I'm only 21, I think a lot about the responsibility that we kind of have. And at the same time, we need to kind of just be rebellious, be free, and show people that you can be creative and it doesn't necessarily matter, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I think you should use your discretion and, and pick your battle. So, sure, if you, on stage you want to you wanna spice it up and do the Blink-182 like shock thing, like all-time low, and right. it's, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Kids love it. Because you have to kind of do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, like, expect, like, Alex from all-time low has had moms and dads, like, come up and yeah. be like, what the fuck are you saying on stage? My kid's here. And I, it's water off the bag. I don't know. It's it's a toss up, but yeah, that's true. BLG hit it on the nail, all right, the nail on the head. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm, we're gonna get into cartoon sounds, so I'm all, all for it. <laughs> now, I know for, for you grew up in uh, was it West Amherst? Um, East Amherst. East Amherst. In, yeah. In and that's it's right on the on the outskirts of Buffalo. Yes, sir. And where did you grow up in? Uh, it's called Slovenia. It's a small town outside Hungary. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, small town. Yeah. Uh, and you were down in Florida the whole time? Down in Florida. No. 
Slo- no, I was in Slovakia, Slovakia, right next to Slovenia. Oh. Then Slovenia. Fucking you're supposed to say Czechoslovakia, because then it doesn't exist. I know. Um, Actually, you want to be topical, say so you're from Georgia. Then. Georgia. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Shit. My grandparents' house just got bombed. Just, you know. <laughs> but you know, they struck back in beach volleyball. Oh, uh, yeah, you know. They, beat, point. they beat them. <laughs> you know. So, Georgia has There's a commercial there someplace. <laughs> so, um, what do... Like, let's talk about, like, what you guys were, um, like, prior prior to the bands and all this stuff like that. Like, what were you guys, like, each one of you guys, like, back in, like, high school? Like, what kind of, like, where what kind of people did you hang out with? What, what was your crowd? What was your scene? I, I don't know. I was all over the place. I had, yeah. like, yeah. friends in every demographic. I Jeff has the... the jocks. I was friends with the weird drama club kids. I Jeff was, was somehow the life of the party. Not sure why or You how, see me walk but... down the hallway, there's like, is that Jeff? And I was like... Pointing to everyone, just like Kate, just so. like the opening of any teen movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's that That's one Jeff. guy walking into the school. Fast times like, and then you high. see the chick and the winds flowing through her hair. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. It, yeah, so Jeff, Jeff, you were that guy, and he kind of did the whole hang out with everybody. I I moved around so many times. Like, right, uh, you were down in Virginia schools. for a while, then you yeah. right, 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 Canada. And, so I don't know, man. I was a loser. I was a quarterback. I was. I did the, every different thing, and then I finally didn't care anymore. I didn't. I never really had a lot of friends. I didn't keep them because I moved around so much, so it didn't make sense. So were we the quarterback when when you were in, in uh, Canada? In so Canada, that so that time really period. Count. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I was a quarterback in the country where they do not even care about <laughs> football. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like us playing cricket here. It's very true, but not as extreme. Or lacrosse. It's a little, but it's unorthodox, and he gets points for that. True. Hell no, yeah. no, I, I get. I mean, I, I'm thankful that he was a quarterback because now you know I run routes and he throws to me on a daily basis. Well, I do not not so much you, on a daily basis anymore. Yeah, yeah but how is he how is he on the how is, how is he on the on the on the video game end of it though? He's great. You know, no, the, no, no, cuz no, some no, people no, could no. do it like in person but they can't do it on the video game. I can't no. do it in the video game at all. No, but I will tell you he's the best on his knees. He can he can he can just he can drive it home on his knees, bro. You, 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 I'm somebody's going to clip that and put that on the internet. It's going to end up in a message board. Take it completely that, out of context. That wouldn't even be the worst thing that's happened to me in the past week. <laughs> Past forty eight so, hours, yeah, bro. Right? We'll get into that. Yeah. yeah. We'll get into that. Um No no, but Sean Sean seriously will get on his knees and throw the ball about fifty yards. So that's pretty impressive. It's a hidden talent. Yeah. And you know Sunshine? Okay, from, how uh, were you in high school? Stop. Oh. Um <laughs> I was a loner in high school. You're gonna be my co host. Yeah. yeah. Just, right? just yeah, but he, uh, I'll say this. It, just in meeting and being around him for the past few years, he's only twenty, so he's still like a kid. Um he had a lot of friends, like a, a lot of his friends still, like he, I don't know, he seemed to really be kind of uh, uh, that dude for his friends that they could always come and talk to and then they would always have a good time. So I'd say all around good dude. That one in the morning text person, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, dude, I j- oh my god, I can't believe I just totally railed Cindy last night. I don't even know if I was in a fold or, or her mouth. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Kind of like that shit. And, and I comfort oh. him, and I'm like, yo, dude, it's it's all good. I mean, as long as you don't tell anybody. A fold? A fold. <laughs> I don't even want to stop. <laughs> stop. We'll move on. Yeah, I'm good with that. Well, this would be good stuff. This would be good stuff. Good. 
So like when when did like the music stuff though actually like come like start to develop in you guys overall? I mean it, it's a semi serious question here, but but you know it's just like there's probably a lot of people that are a lot of kids that are like uh, that listening that maybe that they've thought about wanting to be in a band or pick up music, but they're intimidated because you know yeah. how it is. It's like of you want to pick up a guitar, a bass, or drum set or whatever the deal is your thing is that you want or are interested in, and you go into a Sam Ash or you go into a guitar center and stuff like that and. You know, ninety percent of the time, the clerks are pretty intimidating because yeah. unless you know everything, man. And by the, the way, you? for the record, since we are now professionals in what we do, guitar center employees need to. St- they are, I, whatever. I mean, I'm sure there's some gems out there, but man, they need to stop talking like they know some shit. Because they, how many times have they made us like professional musicians purchase the complete wrong thing? See, every time right. I go, hey man, can oh. I get some batteries? Yo, man, just got this sick PRS guitar. Just come in. They're upselling. They're really upselling. Up up, up from the rail bags. um, Up from the rail bags. (laughs) 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 What an interesting battery company to select. Didn't Michael Jordan? Yeah, he did. Yeah, Yeah, he did. That's the only reason why any of us know about it. Um, (laughs) I would certainly say, yeah, it's definitely intimidating. More so for me was the fact that it's just the one in a million. Like I literally sat down with my parents when I was fourteen after uh, my first Warped Tour experience. And uh, they they laughed in my face, and they were like, Shant, come on, you need a backup plan. Like, you've never even been in a band, and you you, you want to be a rock star? And uh, I guess I just let that fuel me, and I decided to say, screw everybody else. I'm not taking my SATs. I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not. It didn't make sense for me to have a backup plan because I wanted every single inch of my being to go towards the end result, and which would be to, to be a signed band. How, how about you? I... When I was, you know, I was always liked music, always was like singing and stupid stuff like that. But it took me to like 11 years old or 12 or something to actually, I had to find someone, you know, I had to find yeah. someone who could kind of like. Uh, that mentor? Yeah, yeah. Well, he wasn't like a mentor. It was just another kid who actually like knew what he was talking about when it came to guitar and stuff. So he kind of put my thoughts and like what I was thinking, you know, it materialized right. it pretty much. And like to see that happen completely like made me want to learn every single thing instrument after that i was just like you know what i can't depend on someone else to like put it all together for me i want to learn how to write i want to learn how to do it I all can. so yeah mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're around it's yeah, touching yeah, cool. so. what about, so, yeah. my sister you? actually took me to a radio show in buffalo called edge fest and that was my first concert and ever since i just thought it was like the coolest thing oh, like to see all these bands and oh, ever oh, since blade. i just wanted to be in a oh, band he, can you not hear you, me right now? The co-host is asking you a question. Who played the show? Yes. Uh, Papa Roach actually had <laughs> Other bands include Harvey Danger, Nickelback, yeah. Mast, uh, Goldfinger. They're back. Jimmy World. You you mentioned those bands before Jimmy World, Goldfinger, and Mest? Less before I did. I did Nickelback I did and Papa Roach. Mest was one of my Papa bands. Roach was headlining. Yeah, totally. Sick. And they're back with a new one. Yeah. Was that I, your first concert? Yeah. That was the first concert. Hell yeah. And what band out of that whole day stuck out in your mind? Say it. Actually, Nickelback, because oh. he walks up on stage, and the first thing he says is, hey, which one of you chicks wants to come up here and suck my cock? <laughs> and I thought that was acceptable. I thought, that, <laughs> I thought that's what going to a concert was all about. And I was like, oh, wow. And, and you're been, looking at Nickelback now, like and, you would never think. Like, and, and have you been able to say that on a stage yet? No. Not yet. Maybe. 15 million albums. So you really what? haven't arrived yet. I <laughs> know. Until I say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
really not. It's not. When, the when's the deal. last date on this tour? Two days. Two days. Two days so Two, practice. Yeah, uh, man. Tomorrow practice. And the day after. Practice, and then the last day of the tour, you can you can pretty much. Let's go back to. I, I did was kind of find that interesting actually. Um, let's go back to the Guitar Center conversation for a second. Um, I thought you were gonna be like, stop. They sponsor us. No. <laughs> 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 um. Have you guys gone into like one of these high end, you know, like one of these uh, mega conglomerate, massive uh, stores like that, and actually known more than the clerk? I sing, and I don't know shit. Okay. About anything, and yes, yes, even me. And they, like, and I they don't know, know who you are. They're like, no, 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 no. Because like, like, I mean, you don't like, like hey, I do. Because th- that's what they do. Like, there's just one dude. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I was a roadie for Winger. In like '83, you know, and he's like just that guy, you know, right? Like, right. Oh, back when I toured, and you're like, all right, well, that was older than I am. Before cell phones, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. So maybe things have changed, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, these guys would know way more than I would. I know our techs just hate Guitar Center and stuff. And we found, I, well, at least from an outside perspective, the dudes are the happiest when they find like a small guitar st- like shop in which the people really care and play the instruments themselves and are fans of the instruments as opposed to just being too lazy to kind of get music. a real job yeah. yeah yeah i like that the walmart of music it certainly is the walmart of music and it, i th- uh, uh, i don't know i just think to run like a smaller shop nowadays you have to have a lot more know-it-all because yeah. i mean there's what like one in every town if you're lucky right I mean, I mean i know in orlando where i live there's one guitar shop except guitar center it's open That's, for five hours a yeah day. It's open for setups on Saturday, yeah. so it's like, oh, awesome. But every time that I go to Guitar Center, I usually walk away with something that I don't want or something that's wrong. I hate the pressure. So this goes <laughs> out to all the kids who, if they're ever being upsold from, from like the batteries or a pedal to like this insane line six, blah, 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 just go with your gut, buy what you need, save your money, and hope that you don't end up like them. Yeah. Unless it lights up. Cool. <laughs> LEDs are worth it. Yeah. I didn't even need to say that. I think he's the genius yeah. among you. <laughs> he really, I mean, it's, he knows, he knows, he knows, the, he knows the important part. What can I say? Well, I mean, you guys got to remember that where else can you get, like, uh, Nickelback sheet music? You know? Uh, they have it all. That's true, man. I didn't even know like you needed Seether. sheet music. Seether. Yeah, <laughs> Seether sheet music, yeah. They got everything. Seether sheet music. Oh, Stained, if you want to learn. I'm sure it is. Or you can just cry in your room alone. You could cry and write Smith's lyrics. Okay. Um, (laughs) We actually take a couple song breaks. And and so let's get one song from each one of you guys. Um, One song, one band. It could be any song, any band. And I'll give you the context to give it to me. uh, Pull it out from your uh, iPod memory in your head. Um, Why don't you give me uh, one song from each one of you guys that was like... If you can do this, uh, your song in high school that was like the one you blasted out the car. Okay, I got a good one. Yeah, I would have to say mine's Three's a Charm from <laughs> uh, the starting line. You little shithead. Um, <laughs> Kenny was uh, just in here actually doing one of these interviews. No really? Yeah, yeah. Can you, can you touch this microphone? Is my mouth on the same one as his? Uh, you know, I think it was the other room. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Did you, did you hear his personnel stuff? I, I've only heard enough. Like, there was great one stuff. live song. Yeah. Two percussionists live. Really? Oh, yeah. really good. Yeah, the full great. time? Yeah. He shreds, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's, oh, he's definitely, sick. it's like night and day singing in this so band. He's good. It's like yeah. such a different musician. Kenny's oh, yeah. the man. I love him. All right. um, 
My high school song, I will say that it's going to be a... I'll, I'll, 187 by Census Fail, because we used to sing that uh, gaping troll shot you heard through the my new heart. One yet? They have a new CD? Yeah, they have a brand new CD. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. good it's luck. Dropping in like October again, right? Yeah, remember? I think, yeah, September, October, yeah. Have exactly. you seen the, the, I don't know if this is going to be relevant, but the buddy, his letter to Trace and, Mm-mm. um, Trace and Jeffree Star. Okay. It's fucking hysterical. What was it on? What was it on? Uh, absolutepunk.net. Okay, okay. It's really funny. They There's just a picture it. of Buddy, like, in a dress. And that's just, the, that's all you need to see. <laughs> he, or, he wrote a letter to them, which is really funny. You should check it out. But sorry, to interrupt. No, okay. no, it's, it's, that, was, that was our TMZ moment. That yeah. was good. We needed that. <laughs> I think mine's gonna be Stan Demas High School Football Rules by the Ataris. That's Ataris. Kind of Actually, I think you're the first person that's requested Ataris oh. out, of, out of 23 podcasts now. First Atari song. First time for everything. That's See, great. See, I'm telling you. That's sick.
nights sitting very still in a room where no one else can feel the pain that breaks my heart each day I'm not okay
Didn't have to wait in line I took you to your house Where we stared up at the stars I listened to your heartbeat As I held you in my arms We hung out at the rainbow Where we drank to that bad too Nothing could go wrong When he time in love with you The Christina the internet um okay that cover story we did with you yes last year uh april 2007 um there was actually parts of it that were written about um how at the time you 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 said you had a uh, it was a destructive addiction in my words of kind of like checking out all the negative shit that gets said about it Mm. about your band on the internet and it's interesting because uh we just did a uh i just wrote a cover story with uh craig owens and and he has the same problem where he will focus on that negative stuff and it just bums him completely out. I mean, it'll ruin his day. If it's the wrong, if he reads the wrong thing, it'll ruin his day. And, um, you know, I think unfortunately it's part of the sign of the times we live in now because everybody can leave a comment about anything. It doesn't matter if it's your cooking or your politics, it's music or movie or whatever. And there is that anonymity. Thank you. Better public, better public education yeah. system you had than I had, um, and uh, and that where people can just say whatever the hell they want and get away with it. Yeah. So it's like, it's been a while since we did that cover story. So how have you, and the rest of you guys, been able to kind of deal with, like, the negative building bullshit. up the calluses? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it took some work. I find it's unfortunate that this is the one beautiful slash horrible thing about the internet. Everyone has an opinion, and everyone right. has a form in which they can voice it. Unfortunately, everyone believes that their opinion is the end-all, be-all. Oftentimes, it's very unimportant, or un- unimportant 
opinions. Oh, now I had the yes. better one. Uninformed. Okay. Yes. No, uninformed. Um, <laughs> Freudian so, slip. It's okay. So I think I think that's what it is for me. Just I know a lot of the times they don't know anything. Like these people, they want to call me an asshole and like a prick. And I may have met them for 30 seconds and I didn't shake their hand long enough for what they wanted. Sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Like that. That's your own problem. You know, like I, I've definitely learned I'm going to do whatever I need to do or whatever is necessary to, to kind of show the appreciation and to, to reciprocate what's mm-hmm. going on. But at the end of the day, you, you, people don't know. People really have no idea. That's it. That's how I get through it. Like, I used to get so bummed out nonstop, and now right. I don't give a shit. How can I? I mean, But do you read it? I didn't, and now I do, but at the same time, it, it doesn't affect me. I, 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 it's like I'm reading about uh, like Miley Cyrus. Like, I just don't care. It doesn't matter so, at so all. So really, you, you've been able to kind of like take yourself out of that picture. Kind yeah, of, yeah, 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 yeah. Which uh, makes me way happier, for sure. But do you kind of like in your head, and it, because and the reason why I'm asking about this, because there are other band members out there that, that I know listen to this thing, and they're going to be listening to how you deal with it. And so do you kind of have to sit there in the back of your head as you're reading somebody call you a a douchebag um, underneath one of those circumstances like you don't like maybe they met you for 10 seconds yeah. because you couldn't take a picture because your tour manager was saying you had to go something insane and now all of a sudden Sean's a, a douchebag and fuck his band and his records suck, suck anyway <laughs> um, do you have do you kind of sit there in the back of your mind and go oh fuck them they don't know what the hell they're talking I mean do you kind of like curse out the person you're no reading way, in your no head way, or, or no like way. what do you do or you just <clears throat> I used to when I was but I think that comes with maturity and just settling down yeah, because you I understand it. Yeah. how mad do you get when you're yelling at someone and they're smiling at you you know what I mean like they're just oh I'm not gonna give you the time of day and that just gets you even more upset so when someone's bitching about that uh, I just think in my head what would I not want them to do to me it's not react so no, I, I just sit there and I go, it's a bummer they're ignorant, I hope they learn, or it's unfortunate that situation happened, but it, let's move on. Like it, 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 It's bullshit, I don't know, I, I could talk about this shit for hours. It's funny how mad people get when they don't like your songs. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> it, it'll like ruin their day it seems. Yeah, they get... Just because they don't like a certain song or someone in the band. It's like, alright dude, and uh, you don't have to listen to us. If someone's like... Yo, that that song sucked. Or this album's a joke. It's like, well, one, thanks for listening, bro. That's it. You know, thanks for giving us the play. Yeah. Thanks for buying it, or thanks for getting someone to burn it. Like, thanks for giving us the the recognition, just even in your hatred. I wish it's almost as if people, if they just shut up, they'd probably do more damage to us than uh, if they if they just kept mm-hmm. running their ignorant mouths. Wh- whatever. Interesting it's, comment, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Cross your fingers. No. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean there is something there to be said about because um, you know, like if the if the internet was around back in the seventies, the Stones would have been getting it, yeah. and Zeppelin would have been getting it, and Queen would have been getting it. They all would have gotten the same kind of you know commentary provided to them about every song. Yeah, oh, they would have you know been I mean? getting way worse with the the far right back in the whole. Religious oh yeah, right, thing. exactly with all the right the, the record banning and the burning and but all like that. But like Sean stuff was saying, like everyone's opinions are skewed to a point you know what i mean they're making um decisions based off like you didn't say hi to them for you know what i mean not like oh you know the music is good like like i enjoy it you know it's just like we do we'll meet people on tour with us and if it doesn't go well like if they slap us up or slap us up wrong or something we'll talk about it you know it's just natural it'd be like yo dude that that guy wasn't cool 
But then us <clears throat> and understanding where we are in the past few years, everyone has that day. You know, and how many times do you find yourself, guys, when you start a tour, you've got that guy on the tour, like there are like five dudes who you're just kind of intimidated by and you're you're not certain. And then by the end of the tour, you kick yourself because you're like, I just spent three weeks for no reason, like freaking myself out about this dude and he turns out to be like the funniest guy ever it's selfish that's what it is at the end of yeah, the day it, it, it's it's just not opening up your mind well so. yeah you expect i mean uh, i guess that's what we all have a problem with we all expect everyone to like be 100 percent focused on us you and know all the focused time on our subjective like opinion of what is the correct way for us to be treated you know some people if i don't give a, a girl a hug i, I Sometimes it can come back to bite me in the ass, but sometimes I don't want to give a hug to someone soaked in sweat when I just <laughs> changed and showered. I'm sorry if that's like me. I hug everybody. I promise. I'll like, even if you are sweaty and hell yeah, because I was right there with you. But if I like shower and put on a brand new shirt and hug someone and I'm soaked in sweat and I give like a dirty look to my tour manager, like oh god. That girl, if she saw the look, is going to immediately like blog about some bullshit and the fact that I don't care about her feelings. In which, ugh, I, I don't know, I think people really need to take a step back as well yeah. and understand that not every moment is so significant. You know, it's, I've really been uh, reiterating, you know, Billy Joel, or Billy Joe, rather, of, uh, you know, what's that? Green. Is, is that. Ben? What? Grind, grindstone? Gr I thought they broke it. Green. Green. Yeah. Okay, regardless. But got, he's going to Wikipedia it. <laughs> <laughs> Wiki. Look that shit up, kids. All right, no, he, he said one day, or he requested if the kids could stop taking pictures. And um, there's one song on a record called Hollywood. Once we play that, and it's about three songs before the end of our set. And I request, I say, hey, is there any way we can enjoy the moment? Kind of appreciate it for what it is, as opposed to just the materialistic or the aesthetic of snapping a picture and then being able to post it and have your friends see all the things that you've done and how right. cool you are and i just wish people would kind of not need the notoriety but feel cool on their own accord now see this all ties in to what you were saying even before this interview about how people want to know about bands and this and that and it's a great thing and we give them access to everything Absolutely. but but now it has gotten out of control because people don't know when to stop. They don't know when the show's over, it seems like. I mean, I feel like that's how our whole society is. That's why we like reality TV. That's why we want to get behind the scenes. That's why we have TMZ text messages informing us. The show is Twitter, never Paris. over. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to... I mean, we're only on, like, the, the bottom end of that totally, whole totally. thing. You know, I mean, when I really think about, like, poor people... Like, not poor people, but, like, these people, like, I don't know, like... I. Pull out George Clooney. I don't even know what the fuck. Really, George not Clooney poor, is doing. but George, okay. Yeah. Or like Paris Hilton. Fuck. Right. I'll uh, go all right. There. So you mean like people that are? I'm saying people like, are in like an unfortunate, unfortunate public right. okay, situation. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, right. you know, these poor people who like I don't feel bad for them because they're filthy, stinking rich. But <laughs> nowadays, people have absolutely no clue when it's time to end. And on top of it, everyone feels like they're entitled to like to it. You know, I don't know what, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. To the access, People the 24 hour. They, like, they have an investment within the situation. You know, you hear the girls talk about Lindsay Lohan as if they just had coffee, you know? Or, and that connection's a little bizarre. Um, I don't know. I know we're, we're just kind of going off on a tangent here, but for us, one thing that's weird 
and we don't know, and this is us just being straight candid, and I'm sure tons of bands want to say this, so we don't necessarily know, like, if it's 11.30 a.m., and we're fortunate enough to have people at the doors already, that's incredible. But if I get a phone call from my mom or if I get a phone call from our business manager or a manager, something's not going right, and I need to go take that phone call off the bus, individuals follow you, and they'll wait. And, like, I mean, even within, like, a foot of you and, and, and kind of, like, tap on their wrist as if you're wasting their time. And it confuses me because I know they're here for us. I know that if they weren't here, where would we be? But when does the show start and when does it end? That's that's the only thing that, I guess, no. kind of confuses me. And I mean, if anybody knows, and, and if you kids hear this and you want to tell me, then hell yeah, it's just that sometimes we we what? aren't sure what what is enough for people to be satisfied and what is enough for us to be comfortable. And I mean, people will honestly just try and peek like put their hands against the windows of our bus and just lurk and imagine if that was your home would you would you go to someone's house and you know it's Yo, and think how we don't know how to react in half of the situations we get stuck in no so way we're it's so not half of the time us like being like assholes or like you know i know i know i come off like an asshole all the time and i'm sorry for I it i think that's bullshit whatever but it's just because <laughs> except right there yeah <laughs> It's it's because I don't know how to act when you know what I mean. Like I I've not for the past nineteen years when in of my doubt, life be a prick exactly for the last nineteen years of my life I haven't had people come up to me like wanting to like say what's up and like so like there's a learning curve like you know you have to kind of get like your whole like repertoire not a repertoire but when you meet someone for the first time yeah. like how are you doing well, you know how was your day blah, blah. checklist you don't know how to fucking do that before you get right. thrown into it so people underestimate that a lot i think yeah we're all learning together yeah. I have mean, you guys been able to figure out like the faker you know the one that doesn't really give a shit about you the one that's like of course because they're just knowing you because you're cute it's is easy, what we aim for yeah. so what's the clues like what gives it away immediately the way they look at you, is it their body language, is it the way they dress, is it their language, is it the certain things they say right off the bat? Um, the ones who really don't care are probably the most rude. Yeah. The ones that, like, the ones who cut in front, like, let's say after a show, we've probably got a hundred kids around yeah. us. The ones who just beeline it to the front, or, or uh, yeah, body language for sure, the one who touches your arm and stuff, and <laughs> I don't know if they think we're new to that aspect yeah. of it, but... We can read bullshit, especially with like some girls think they're so fucking smooth. Yeah, and I know. Look, a lot of dudes. No, I find dudes will come up and be like, "Yo, bro, killer show!" Like, and you know they didn't see shit, or or they came there to see someone else. Or, the quiet what? ones are the ones that appreciate it, and like you could tell. And like Sean was saying, the people who come up like first and are just like, you know, oh, can I have a picture? Can I have another picture? Can I get something signed when there's like 50 other people behind them, like giving them the stink eye? You know, it's it, it's like when you when you're treated differently, either way, bad or good, you know that people are kind of putting you on. If that makes any sense, when mm -hmm. someone's kissing your ass, they're putting you on. When someone's being ridiculously mean to you, like it's for a reason. So the people who are in the middle of the road and just treat us like Joe Schmo are people who are genuine. That's what I found. Well, I, mean, I think. There's a balance there. Like some of the people who get really excited and stuff True. feel the same way. I don't. So so I if I'm sitting, so so if I'm a fan of yours, like you're like cutest what I've been before is my favorite band in the whole world, and I missed the show recently, mm -hmm. and I'm walking a convenience store, and you the bus is out front, and you guys are doing the three thirty in the morning, pick up the stuff for the road thing, you know, so you got some stuff on the bus, and I see you, 
and I want to say hi. Hell yeah, say hey. Say hey. Come up, come up. Especially hey. in random places. Absolutely. Those Love random places. I was, we were in uh, Utah or something in the middle. No. Where do we play before Utah? Like Idaho? Which is Boise? Boise? Yeah. yeah. Wisconsin. I think it's the only right? place you can play in Idaho. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so we're at this truck stop, and we're talking to truck stop. Dudes and bands know this one. Uh, there's nothing at all. Yeah. Nothing for the eye to see. Not even the, the house in which this employee probably lives that's <laughs> working at the station. You can't see shit. 40 miles to get to work, right? And so And it's like a dirt parking lot for the gas station. We're parked, and it was a really slow pump, and the, the gas tank on the bus is huge. So we're there for like 45 minutes. I'm standing outside with our tour manager, and some some people, like tourists, come by, and they're taking pictures of the bus and stuff. And Why they never saw a bus well, before? We, we kind of think nothing of it. Yeah, like, oh, in the middle of nowhere, these people just want to see a bus. And then, <laughs> I don't know, is that is that fucked up? I don't no, know. no, no, no. <laughs> you probably can't hear this if you, <laughs> oh, if you, if you live they, there. They, they don't even get radio yeah. out there. It's okay. CB Strictly. <laughs> but um, uh, the this girl, her mom, came up, and sh- it, the girl goes, I knew it was him, I knew it was him. And then the mom said, uh... You know, I I can't even believe this, but we're from Indiana. We were driving across the country, and no and I just took the CD out of the CD player. They were listening to Rotation, the new record, and they, I guess they were fans of Cute, which was so bizarre to me. All I thought was that they wanted to take pictures of the bus, and then surely enough, like took pictures of the mom, the dad, and the daughter, and I I love that shit. The random stuff is so much fun. So absolutely, and even at shows, like come up and say hey to us. But sometimes we don't know what to do, and sometimes we have things to do you know like uh interviews or or even writing music or sleeping yeah sleeping because we don't get much of that sometimes but <laughs> you know it's it all depends so yeah just come up and say hey it's sick we love it yep except jeff jeff hates it yeah jeff's an asshole jeff jeff's, jeff's i don't know what he's doing i, I am an asshole I'm yeah, sorry. okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm, I'm just sorry go, just go with it yeah, yeah. so uh second music break um each one of you guys, give me the song that you guys wish you could blast on the bus, but you're not allowed to because everybody else hates that band. Oh, God. Katy Perry. Which one? Katy Perry for me. Oh, which song? Jeez. The single? Oh, I'm, I love I'm, how you just I'm, said that. I'm, I'm too single. sick of that one. I <laughs> changed the channel <laughs> when I was watching Jumpstart this morning. Um, no, I, I think Mannequin is a sick song, but I know no one else would really like it. Okay. I would like to... Uh, I'd like to a blast. Hey, Jeff, can you go first, please? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't have anything. I though. like his backbone. It just—he's determined, and no. it's, it's good. You're gonna get far. You wish you could play Sam Cooke, but you know. Well, I wish I could blast the Beach Boys' "Smile" all the time on the bus. That would be sick. That but I would well. probably kill Sean a few times. On repeat one. On just repeat. Keep, yep, just the whole album. One. Yep. There you go. How do I get close? Say to you when you keep it all on you. How will I know the right way to love you? Usually the queen of figuring out breaking down the man is no workout, but I have no clue how to get through to you. Oh, I wanna hit you just to see. Call 
actually had a whole other career mm. yeah 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 dave yeah i'm uh, just so everybody knows um <laughs> and uh i was kind of wondering it's, it's interesting because you had your own um solo career and then now you're bass mm-hmm. player yeah um and uh how do you did you have to do a lot of like um like the first couple of weeks um it, Back, because you actually weren't you in, and then you were out, and then you came back in again. Am I right or no? I'm um, thinking of the other guy. Oh, uh, that's Fred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So, so once you were in, did you have to kind of like psychologically like reset yourself because you're kind of going from own guy, entrepreneur to working for? And this is where I explain the conundrum that is Dave Malillo. Is this the redundant question? No, no, this is not okay. a redundant. No one's ever answered me this question straight. I, I, okay. No one's ever <laughs> answered me <laughs> this question. Uh, it's okay. It, no, it's a It's experience. actually 5 a.m. for you right yeah. now. No so one's asked me this question ever. I mean, it's okay. always like one of those things that's in the background. Everyone's always like, well, you did your own thing. 
now you're in a band. When can we hear your music? No, no, it's not. It's when can not we even hear new music. No, 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 not that. Do you have any new music on the way? Because <laughs> we just want to hear new music. It's the like, whole. We have a new record out. It's the when whole. Can we hear new music. This is right. the. This is. The, it's the ego thing. Everyone thinks like for some reason. Hey, Dave, yeah, so some people are. Some people can deal with it. Yeah, yeah. So some people think for some reason because I did something before this. Do you have any new music this. on the horizon waiting for us? <laughs> I have written any new songs. Do you still know how to write music? Have you forgotten? I think drive because I think cute ruined it for you. I think cute ruined you. All right, let me spiel Go it. ahead, sorry. Okay. <laughs> so, people think because I did my own things, like I have some ego that's insurmountable or something like that. You know right. what I mean? Right. When that is not the case at all. I, I feel much more productive and I have much more fun doing this. I mean, than any time that I ever had with my solo project. I mean, working for yourself is a great thing. Being your own boss is cool and everything, but it definitely um, makes you susceptible to uh, to craziness or, you know, insanity. I, I At least that's what I think. So I really felt kind of like inside myself. And um, having friends around that I'm making music with is a much better experience. Um, the guys that these people are working with, you know, Atlantic and Fuel by Ramen, they changed my mind about the music industry you know what i mean because i was very bitter about it and i thought everyone was a shithead and i mean i still think that you all are but uh, i think that there's a lot of That's exceptions good. it's all for you it. Know? no seriously <laughs> uh, i think that i mean all uh, right especially is there an edit button no 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 because you know because no, 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 because you, you, you know he's not in the industry so right uh, oh so it's no. all of us no i'm a i'm i'm a I'm a I'm, starving. I'm, 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 I know what you get. What you say. I totally know what you get. You're saying. Yeah, I know, I know, you know what, what you're saying. Well, you're saying. That, that's the thing. And I mean, just being in this band made so much sense from the first time that I ever came about it. That it was never an issue like that. It's never like I had to give anything away to be in this band. You know, I think that I would feel the way that you're talking about. Like, oh shit, you know, I have to take a back seat if that was the case. Yeah. But I mean, these guys have never ever like, like said no, you can't do this. They never, you know, they they have given yeah. me as much. Like control and creative freedom as they have, and that's all I could. Well, ever besides ask for. the fact that you get you got along with the guys, yeah. I mean, what was the other? Because I know there's probably other musicians out there that they're getting offers to kind of like, well, why don't you stop that band or stop with your dream and come join our dream? And it's like, well, then what are those criteria that causes you to kind of make that jump? Is it like the money, the consistent job? No, Is no, it see, the, because well, I mean, we're still like not, what sort of things? Like, I what, mean, like what were those factors for you? The factors for me was uh, last year I was sitting at home. Right okay. before Warp Tour, and my best friend okay. uh, that I, I had since high school was gonna go sell merch for him. Okay, uh, that, th yeah, yeah, yeah. This okay. is like the straight story, and I was so like bummed at the position that I was at. I was like, yo, my friend's gonna go have the best summer of his life. He's gonna go on Warp Tour with my best friends. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I've been with these guys for a long time, and uh, I was pretty much sitting at home twiddling my thumbs, and that was it. I just wanted to do something, man. It wasn't because of money. It wasn't because of fame or anything. I wanted to be in like the music Productive. business yeah, yeah exactly like yeah i felt like i was a musician that was just kind of like floating around like i was doing stupid van tours like it's it's cool like i know you have to build up to that but i mean when yeah, you, have you were doing like two weeks here one week there, exactly it, I, it, it's not like i was like putting my nose to the grindstone and really there was a lot of things holding me back too uh -huh. so i mean these guys just gave me an opportunity to actually like like do what I want to do, like and do it, not just like say like, oh yeah, I have a record deal, I'm a musician, you know, like right. We've actually got to do like legitimate stuff now, you know. So that was the biggest thing for me. I want experience. I just want to do it. So, and it was a fun summer. It, it was, was an awesome summer. Summer of '07 was probably the best one so far. The summer of '07 was one hell of a season. Damn right. Um, for us, we upon having Dave. Dave just called me. 
and asked if he, we needed a tech or or a player. And I immediately, I had been begging since the first day I'd ever met him. Mm-hmm. In my head, at least, I need this dude. Like I don't know, we had a connection. And I wasn't right. sure what it and was. That's important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. Especially considering the past, we haven't with other people. Right, right. Especially myself. And um, upon him coming in, it was just like, I'm kind of the leader. And I immediately just decided, like, no, everyone needs it. Like he needs to have just as much say as, as anybody else does because he's a brilliant dude. Well, mm-hmm. we do in our different. I mean, we just take different checks and balances. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Sean's the businessman of the band. You know what I mean? Like, he does all that. And you know what I mean? Jeff mm-hmm. and I will pay more attention to like the musical composition side until Sean comes around and puts his lyrics to it. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it all. Yeah. It's it's a good. Works that's, out perfect that's, for me. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's always been like a really good relationship. So. It, only made sense like i'm the same way i don't get a not that i don't get along with people but like sean was saying like especially in this business like people that you meet like playing with or in management or whatever sometimes like if you split it's usually under bad circumstances and these guys we did our first tour together in 05 am i right and we're still friends and that's huge to me that's what i was thinking you know you had, I, you had done something with them before yeah then before you actually exactly right, right, right. so our stories were so parallel and similar that like it only made sense to go this how way. did how did and i don't know if you can really yeah you can um yeah okay that's good all right that was a good question um <laughs> <laughs> no but it's like as it, as you were saying sean whether you you guys did you had like people coming in and out and band member issues and it's it's all documented in ap yeah. and everywhere else too so um but how did bringing dave into the group especially jeff creatively change the dynamics i guess of the band you know what I mean? It's like not only personality-wise, but how did it change it creatively? Because sometimes you're throwing in a whole new coat of paint or a new color yeah. into something. It's always great when you have like someone else with like so many ideas thrown into the mix with you. Because like here I am, like the only guitarist, there's only so much I can do, and you have like another guy there with you. It's so much easier and it's so much better. And even like just on the inspirational side, it's like you get a lot more ideas working with like different people. Yeah. Is it because you guys think alike? Yeah, or is it complement each other? Like you guys are actually different, and it works together. I think they're different. I've got the objective opinion. Kind for of. Sure. Jeff and I are alike though too, because we're the people who won't like. We're, I don't know. I feel like I'm quiet with Jeff. Maybe not right now, but like we're very easygoing people. You know what okay. I mean? Jeff and I could. I mean, we did in the studio. Like we would sit around for hours and just play together. You know what I mean? Like so, we're very easygoing. Like and I like Jeff said. Like when I'm out of ideas, Jeff's like, listen to this, and it's the best thing ever. And then when Jeff's out of ideas, I'm like, oh, what about this? And then, you know, it just inspires right. you to like keep like I build on the song yeah. Safe Ride, which yeah. is a weird song. Very weird. Because Dave had a riff, and I just had this chord progression, and we played them together, and they just fit together. So exact well. same thing. And that's how he wrote that song. Yep. Hmm. I think. Um, Again, from just like an objective standpoint, musically, because I I take a back seat. Yeah, there, Dave brings this sense of comfort, and you understand. You know, in the past with band members, it's been, oh, that idea fucking blows, dude. You're a faggot. You're like, what? What? I yeah. Did, I played. I'm just trying to come up with a riff. <laughs> like, it's no need to get that intense. And so, with Dave, we all just. I mean, especially Jeff. Jeff and I have been together for five years. And it's been lovely. But um, he, <laughs> <laughs> I remember even in our old band, he would come up with a riff that people may not necessarily like, and he would just be hated on for it. But with Dave, it was just constantly encouraging. And when you have the encouragement yeah, right. with creativity and just that open-minded mentality, 
it allows you to really flow. Yeah. And and I think I think that's why rotation turned well, out. One of the best songs on the record, like you, you, the example that you just said, Loser. Um, I mean, at least I think Jeff came up with this riff, and you know, one of the other people we were working with was like, "That's the worst thing in the world. If you put that on the record, I'm gonna throw up on it." You know, stupid stuff like mm. that. And you know, we were just all positive about it, and like it got through. I think it's you know one of the best songs in the album, like Absolutely. I just said. So. Uh, you know, right there, I just think a lot of stuff changed, and just like being open and creative with each other and nice. Are we being boring? Good. No, creative, no. nice. <laughs> I do have to ask this though, because sure. it, it, it was on uh, it was on the wiki thing, and I have to ask about this. Yeah. I've never met anybody about, but it said it said on the uh, on the on the wiki pity thing uh -oh. that you were came out of Celebration, Florida. I knew that was coming. You knew it was coming. Yeah, because I've always I've never met anybody from there, and I want to know because Celebration, Florida was 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 started. By, by Disney, uh, by Disney. Yeah, yeah, and and so it's kind of like to me. Is it like is it like walking into like Pleasantville? Yeah, and it's everything's weird. black and yes. white. Pretty much, yeah. very yes. weird. Is this the redundant question now? No, no. Okay. I mean, I, I tell a lot of people about Celebration. I, it's it's really nice. Once I got, if you think about it, uh, once I got used to it after like I moved there when I was twelve. Like it was a perfect place to grow up as a teenager because oh, my, sure. my parents were just kind of like, "Go fly, be free." Because what was I gonna do? Like there was a white fence Mickey. around the whole town, and as long as I didn't leave the white <laughs> fence, I was okay. You know what I mean? And that's how all of our, that's how me and my friends grew up, running around this town, this new, brand new, beautiful town, just doing anything that we wanted. And so, so was it like a lot of security cameras all no, over the place? Nothing. No. Uh -uh. You guys had those golf carts. We had Nevs. They're neighborhood electrical vehicles. I mean, every, uh, everyone who moved in, like, the first three or four years got a free one. And so, so you just cool. charge it. It saves on gas. It's like it we only goes 25 miles per hour. We're, we're it's like getting a Wii player with every house you buy. There you go. <laughs> you love the Wii. Well, it's because uh, you guys have those little Wii characters. Oh, God. Oh, you don't want to talk about it. No, well, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's I, on your freaking MySpace. You don't want to talk about it? Take it off your MySpace. <laughs> 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 all right. All right. No, 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 but you guys do. You're the only band, I think, that does that. Yeah. It has a Wii character. I think... Or is the, Jonas there else? the Jonas Brothers, too. The, uh, We're in good well. company. Sorry. That's okay. Sorry. I was trying to get through the podcast without mentioning Yeah, 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 yeah. They're taking over the world. Uh, yeah. No, but no, seriously, but that's great. It's, isn't that a great... I mean, it is as a, yeah. as a band, it's sure. a marketing. Yeah, yeah. You have to do that it's today. As you were saying earlier about how the industry's changing. Yeah, you definitely It is a marketing to tool. Certainly so. Certainly so. And, and that's you one can thing that we're finding. So what aren't you happy of? Is it just because you don't you don't look like the character? It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Just to have... Well, forever the okay. sickest kids have a cartoon being made out of them. Like well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, but they need a cartoon. Have you met those dudes? Yes. Yeah, they're crazy. They need well, a cartoon. Yeah, for sure. but so it's marketing. So <laughs> the coolest thing that you can do is yeah. if Dairy Queen comes in and says we'll pay you fifty thousand dollars to do a commercial, all you gotta do is hold the snow cone and say "Yum," take the fifty thousand dollars. Yes, we were watching Lords of Dogtown last night. Actually, write that, that down, Dave. By the way, way. <laughs> if in fact <laughs> snow cone, it's good. <laughs> Yes. Good duck. I'm yes. lactose intolerant, but I love this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So Celebration Florida. Celebration it was, it was, Florida it was, it was pretty creepy. Much, it was creepy and awesome, and I, I wouldn't rather grow up in any other place. So. Well, that tourist bureau is going to send you a check. Tourist bureau is going to send um, you a check. When I was staying at Dave's house, um, I was looking through his cupboards and stuff for mugs, and everything in your cover is like a Disney. <laughs> in your bathroom, you have, you have Disney paper cups. It's surrounded by Disney. So if you ever had anything in the house that was like Looney Warner. Tunes or Warner yeah. Brothers, yeah, would they come in and arrest you yeah. and take well, you away like the Chinese? What yeah. if they... Oh, no. 
They have, they have rules against like the color blinds you can have in your window. What? Like your, ha- really? your color your house has to be pre-approved. Your lawn has to be a certain length and all. There's a lot of weird weird rules. Hell of a zoning commission. Yeah, oh my, oh my god, it's hard. I had a van and trailer for a while. They got on my ass every single day about having my van and trailer parked outside my house. So celebration community town, fuck you. If yeah. Well, okay. I don't think the tourist bureau is going to call you now. Uh, so within about a minute, you blew your whole chance there. That's really right. good. So let's go back to one thing about it because you said earlier, yeah. and and it is kind of a, it is something that I've noticed a lot more um, uh, with band members that are the leaders of the group, and it doesn't necessarily mean the lead singer because sometimes the bassist is the leader, or the you know the guitarist is mm-hmm. or the keyboard player is whatever the deal is. But there is something... Keyboardist? Up- really? Some, Have uh, you honestly run into that situation? I'm just trying to be nice. <laughs> so I think, that, I, I think that, uh, as you were saying before, like you, you were kind of... It was, it was, in a way, it was messing with you as yeah. being like your own thing. And I know, you know, Sean, you've, you've kind of... You talked about in the AP issues about kind of dealing with like the pressure and, you know, not only for the message boards, but just dealing with your whole history with, with kind of like... Uh, I don't know, would you, would you say you were kind of being... Uh, overly critical of yourself, or were you? Oh, certainly, but I am every day. It's hard, man. still. So, but like, how do you deal with that when you're like the leader, more or less? And I don't mean to disparage the rest of the guys in the band, but but it's just like there's just a there's a creative madness to it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think. Like, how do you not end up personally six feet under? I think that you have to be. I, I really think you have to be nuts to make good music. Yeah, that's my firm belief like you have to there has to be something missing in your head to allow like whatever else to get through i mean that's my uh, people disagree with me a lot but um i mean and especially at the age that we are you know i think that's more than anything like i mean sean more than anything was thrown to this thing at uh, i don't know like at 17 i right. was 16 mm-hmm. like you can't deal with this stuff when you're that young you people know don't understand man like we're we're the CEO of, of an LLC, you know, like this band is also a business and at the end of the day, like who, who's looking after it? Some dude you're paying 10%. No, I am. I'm knowing where every single dime goes because at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm enjoying this ride more than anything, but we also have to be smart individuals and make the step to adulthood and to invest the, the fortunate situation we're in. So it can it can kind of, I guess, continue on, it, whether it be at a, a scaled back state. But regardless, um, so that's nuts to think about. All these all these kids who who love all these bands, they they don't understand how much goes into it. And and you know we're a band that we pick our t-shirt designs and and we do the street team items and we do extra like. We made seat cushions for the first people in line on this tour, like just awesome. football seat yeah. cushions, That's like cute awesome. as what we aim for, Good idea. just Good so they idea. can sit, yeah. you know, like yeah. and not be on a hard surface. Um, I, people really don't understand that some bands absolutely do have management that are just pulling, calling all the shots. But for us, like, constantly, I even had to go to the guys the other day and just say, like, listen, I. I'm going to be off for the next week. I'm, I've got a lot of stuff on my plate. I'm going to need some help. And you deal with lawsuits and you deal with oh the, the employees and you deal with a shitty show and you deal with guitar equipment that won't work. And then you deal with a manager and then you deal with your label. And we're so fortunate in our label situation. But there's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you definitely have to be nuts. I don't know if there's a method to the mayhem. But uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I'll say that. At no. 21, I never thought I'd ever have the opportunity to be where I am. And hopefully I'm, 
I'm learning enough for the future. Yeah, think you know, about any other business. They they wouldn't let us like run no a way. branch of FedEx. <laughs> you know, come on. No I mean, way. That's not gonna happen. So we are really lucky, but it's just like it's a 24 hour pressure cooker. You know, like and you're expected to perform. It. Yeah, so, yeah. Not only do we have to do the show every night and uh, play an hour and kind of give it your all and then hang out with kids, there's there's so much more. And which, like I said, I wouldn't trade it. And if you're an unfortunate, if you are in in a fortunate situation, you have yourself surrounded by. Now, back in the day, I used to stress out about the music. I used to be there in practices and and really write the rhythm parts with the guys. Now I can just go, okay, Dave and Jeff, have fun. Like they're going to Chicago to record songs, and I'm going home. That's never happened before in the in the life or the life of this band. Yeah. So it, I, I don't know. I'm rambling on and on and on. No, no, no. I was just kind of wondering, like it, it, speaking with your idea about yeah. you have to be slightly mad, to, yeah. you know, to be uh, you know in a band or to be creative, I guess, in a way. If 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 let's say you're having a lot of issues and yeah. you're suffering from depression and you're having panic attacks and you're having you know just the works oh, that's going to be one great song but it would that. uh good point um but your friends and your family came to you and said we want you to get on this medication yeah and that medication's got the potential to chill out that creativity what would you what would be never i would never I've do never it. i i've turned down medication i've been Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I mean, I, I've never taken prescription stuff. I'm just, again, like, maybe it's something I'm scared of, like, innately. But, I mean, I, it's not, no. I like not being thing. me. Yeah. And, and, uh. Enough. I can. <laughs> I, <laughs> enough. I can handle. Uh, it, with any situation, it's all in our head. And other individuals chemically, and, and there are different balances in which they handle things differently, and that's that's fine. And and for those who need or who pursue that that medium to to help resolve, hell yeah, I'm so happy it's working for you. For me, I feel as if I can beat it, I can work through it. It's it's all up here. Just need to tell myself to take a deep breath or go for the walk. Don't let yourself consume. Yourself, because you're your own worst enemy, but you're your best friend. So right. it's all about figuring out that balance. I do, I do want to say that it, it is really unfortunate when people take the easy way out too quickly, yeah. and they turn to it, and they they're not willing to work through it on their own because it's a developmental state for all of us in in the growth. You know, we there's a hormonal change in which some of us do find ourselves depressed. But if you look at the trends, it's usually people grow out of it or or mm -hmm. things kind of resolve but um i don't i don't know it's crazy well i mean crazy the thing is that if if you're a musician like you want to kind of master like recreating emotions and stuff and if you don't know those emotions then you can't do it like that so that's right. the thing i mean you know my boy bruce he always says you don't know how long your rope is until you're at the bottom of it and i think as a songwriter if you want to be a good one uh you kind of have to travel to the bottom of your rope a lot you know or at least you got to see what the view is from bottom up because that's what you're narrating you know you're not narrating on like the niceties of life like sometimes you are like when you're there but most of the time you're trying to get a little deeper and you got to kind of you got to feel shitty to write shitty songs was there ever um this is the last question um, was there ever a performance for you guys um i maybe individually or together as a group um where you know what? I'm gonna change the question. Okay. Um,
because it, it it's something I've been, I've, I did want to ask you guys, and it's kind of wrapped into the uh, more recent story in AP. Okay. Get a lot of friends of mine that are in bands. You know, they are not signed. They're not like that yet. And they're at that point where they think they should call it a day. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably the hard, one of the hardest parts for bands when they're a group of people, unless they're just at each other's throats completely. But for you guys, you guys kind of got to that precipice, and then you see. I actually said that. Um, that was good. And then nice. thank you. Um, and then you 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 regrouped and you stepped back and you got it together. And now look where you guys are. Yeah. So what was that thing that told you it's not over? Because that's like the question that bothers all these guys' heads, you know, and gals. I don't want to get letters. <laughs> that that's a tough one for me. Um, because it's in your gut. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't even know because you everyone asks me the question, "What would you do if you weren't in music?" I'd be fucking working my ass off to get into music. That's it. Like no one's telling me no. So I mean, unless I'm 30 years old and I got a wife and kid and I need to be providing for them or or some circumstances are are pushing me, then okay, I need to use all all my, I guess, life knowledge to make the proper decision. But I don't, I don't think you should stop. As long as you can feed yourself and as long as you're not hurting anybody or, like I said, like abandoning mm-hmm. a child, fuck no. Just keep no. doing I mean, okay, okay. Look at this. I remember, and this is not a bad thing at all. Right. I remember touring, or not touring, I remember going to see Plain White Tees, I want to say two years ago in Buffalo. Okay. Maybe 20 people, maybe yeah. 15 people. We just got off an arena tour with them. And they had the number one song in the country for four years. They've been a band for nine years or something. Yeah. That just goes to show, never say never. You always have to keep wanting to fight for it. Did, did Pete Wentz think that he would be hosting FNM TV, marrying to Ashley Simpson, and like doing skits with Jessica and Joe and Tony Romo, quarterback of the Cowboys? No. Stupid. You never know what's going to happen, and no one's going to tell you no. So as long as you still have the fire inside, then fucking go for it. Yeah. If not, then you need to take a step back and decide that you need a different avenue to express yourself and find happiness. Exactly. Booyah. <laughs> no, it, music is a fickle mistress, and if you don't give her all your attention, she's not going to do anything for you. So if you're not enjoying yourself, then why the hell are you doing it, you know? Fuck fickle. Yeah. There's a shirt. Yeah. There, <laughs> oh, wow. Double do you want to tour with us and just advise? 10%. <laughs> there you go. That's Guys, it. Guys, the new record is Rotation. Rotation. Um, and I wish you the best of luck with it. And uh, seriously, though, I mean, I, I wish you guys the best of luck with the band in general. I think you guys, have, you were, you're, you know, I think you kind of said it in the story. You, you, you're on a roll now. You Thanks. got the right people. You got everything. The chemistry's right between all you guys. Personality's going well. Feels that way. Yeah. And just, and just, just let Jeff be the rock star he wants to be. Yeah, we That's just right. need Jeff Thank to talk. You. Thanks. It's okay. It's we'll get you next time. All I right. think you were they just kinda over they they steamrolled you. I'm sorry. You Jeff. didn't really have your moment. Sorry, Jeff. Oh no, I had my moment when I said what did I say? The nickelback yeah. thing. hmm It's a ringtone. <laughs> Thanks guys. All right. Thank you. All right. AP podcasts are recorded at Lava Room Recording Studio in Cleveland, Ohio. A New York City quality studio at Cleveland Prices. Check out www.lavaroomrecording.com. For more information on Alternative Press Magazine, go to www.altpress.com. The podcast engineer is John Walsh. Post-production assistance from Rob Bertenzi. I'm Mike Shea, and this is All My Fault. 
You can reach me directly at www.myspace.com/slash Mike Shea AP. That's S H E A like the stadium AP. 